Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Real Appeal Podcast. I am your host, Mark Salcedo. Alongside me, I have my co-host, Kelsey Loizel. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? You know. <laughs> no, I don't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Good. Good? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we hope everybody had a um, wonderful holiday um, and getting ready for the new year. Um, or, you know, you're at least succeeding at pretending you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so we actually have a special episode for you guys, um, for this week. Uh, we're not going to really, we're not going to be reviewing a film, uh, a geriatric or a recent, uh, recent movie. Instead, we are going to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2000 and, or 2020, 2000, yeah, 2020. God, what's wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) That's the type of the year. It's like a, I think another dimension opens up Mm -hmm. and all of time and space is weird because people don't remember what year it is, what time it is, what day it is. Yeah. Or they keep thinking like, oh yeah, I'm in 2019. They're like, no shit, it's 2020. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And uh, and I saw a lot of people were posting, um, you know, like top films of the decade and stuff like that and i was like maybe we can do that but wait wait kelsey doesn't really watch movies or she didn't before we met so we can't really do a top film of the decade Mm. uh yeah so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do something a bit different we're actually gonna be talking about what we're looking forward to in 2020 um just kind of just you know why we're looking forward to it and everything like that um before we get started let me go ahead and give you guys all the social media uh Sites you guys can connect us with, uh, or connect uh, connect with us. Fuck, five minutes in, I'm already stuttering. Find us on Facebook, uh, The Real Appeal, Twitter, The Real Appeal, Instagram, The Real Appeal, um, Gmail, The Real Appeal at gmail.com. That's real, R E E L. Uh, you know, give us our five star reviews. You know, we would like them. If not, whatever, keep listening. We'll still keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Don't really matter. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, so I'm going to cue it off to Kelsey to see which movie she's looking forward to. I am looking forward to Tenet. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War Three. Nuclear holocaust. No. Something worse. So, I actually saw this trailer for the first time when we were going to watch uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, really? oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell that story. I just remembered that. It is that. so funny because I'm sitting there and I, we were like mid-conversation, mm. me and Mark, because Mark had already seen it and he's like, fuck my life, I hate this movie. And then he was like, oh, wait, I guess I'll go watch it with you anyway. So, we're mid-conversation talking about something and... All of a sudden, this trailer pops up, and he's like, wait, 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 and he's covering his eyes, and I'm like, what, what? He won't even answer me. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer finally ends. I'm like, what was that? And he's like, well, I can only watch a Christopher Nolan trailer one time, and then that's it. I won't watch it again because, you know, I want to make sure if I, like, I want to go in blind when I go watch his films. Yeah, I, I've been doing that ever since, uh, probably like Inception, um, 
because I, I like Christopher Nolan's movies so much, except for Interstellar, that was poo poo. Uh, but yeah, like because he's like challenging, he's challenging like how we do, how we, how filmmaking is. So I want to go in completely blind. I'm actually trying to like carry that off to like other stuff too, like other directors that I really like. Um, because like sometimes they just kind of trailers just kind of ruin shit. You know, they give you like the big like not big reveals, but they give you like the big scenes or whatever and you're just like okay you know it would have been cool watching that in a theater you know that's what <laughs> um but yeah that that's exactly what happened uh but yeah going off on tenant i'm actually looking forward to this too um whenever a christopher nolan movie comes out i'm just like who's directing christopher nolan that's it done like you don't have, you don't have to tell me what the movie's about you don't have to tell me who's in it mm-hmm. it, it might just be like a commercial for shoes i'm like don't care watching it <laughs> I'll watch it like four times. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that uh, as well. Uh, is there any particular reason why you're looking forward to something that caught you by the trailer? Well, first of all, obviously Christopher Nolan. And mm. then the first thing I think, the time, the first time I was really actually exposed to him, I think was for um, that movie, that war movie. Oh, Dunkirk? Dunkirk, yeah. Mm. And that's when I was like, holy shit. Um but it's got John David Washington and Robert Pattinson in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked how... I was kind of a little distracted by whatever you were doing, covering your eyes, so I didn't really uh-huh. get the full scope of the All trailer. right, cool. You're going in blind like I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it looked really good. Yeah. Um, like there, I, I could feel like there was tension in it. Um, these guys are going through a bunch of things that we probably wouldn't even understand on a daily basis because, uh, you know, it's all sci-fi stuff. And, you know, international espionage, I think everyone's kind of used to that. But mm. who wouldn't love to see something like that with time travel and evolution? See, that's when I, that's I'm hearing that it's about time travel. I mean, given, like, from what I remember, the first, the one and only time I've seen the trailer, there is a moment of, like, Whereas like something's like kind of going back in time or rewinding or some shit like that, but normally like whenever a Christopher Nolan film comes out, people are just like, we don't know what the fuck the movie about. He won't tell us, and that's awesome because sometimes the synopsis will like just straight up give away the the, the big plot of the movie. Yeah, and we and so we don't really know what it's about, but I do know like in the trailer you can they'll say like. Well, I know this, this, and this is going to happen, and they're like, "No, it didn't. It's not going to happen. It already happened." Yeah, and yeah. then it happens, and you're like, "Wait, how does it? How yeah. has it already happened if it hasn't happened yet?" Yeah, and then there's a level of intriguement, like, "Okay, if it already happened, so you you're making this movie because there is more to it than what this person just said." So right. It, it, so like the whole you you've kind of you didn't necessarily bury the lead, but you buried a small part of the lead for a bigger reveal. Right. Which I think it looks totally awesome. My only my only thing I'm kind of worried about that is that it's written by Christopher Nolan. He's not really a, he's not a real good writer. His uh, past work like uh, Inception and Memento that's those are written by his brother Jonathan Nolan, who's a great writer. He wrote uh, he's writing Westworld, mm-hmm. so he's a great writer. Um, Nolan did write Dunkirk, but mind you, Dunkirk doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue. So yeah, that was more of a love for directing, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think from what I heard, I think the the script is like 70 pages. For this one? No, for Dunkirk. Oh. And that's like an epic fucking war movie. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, despite it's written by Christopher Nolan, I'm still going to, I'm fucking still going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, 
the movie, one of the movies that I'm actually really looking forward to, uh, I don't know if you'll be surprised, I'm really looking forward to that new James Bond film. The No Time to Die? Oh, you made that a made dookie face. face. That yeah. was a dookie face. All right, here's why I'm looking forward to it. Love James Bond. It's directed by uh, Kerry Fukunaga. Mm-hmm. Dude, is, he is a great director. He directed the first season of, uh, oh, what the fuck? Uh, True Detective. He directed Beasts of No Nation. The dude's an awesome director. And then the fact that um, this is Bond's last movie. And Phoebe not, Wall- not Bond. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Craig. It's Daniel Craig's last movie um, as James Bond. And like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, the lady behind Fleabag and Killing Eve, she's behind the script as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just, I'm all it. This is like, this is, I think this will be the proper, uh, the proper finale for Daniel Craig as James Bond. I think <laughs> you're just like, nah. No, well, here's the thing. I I haven't seen very many Bond films. Uh, I, I haven't seen. Maybe I don't even know if I've seen even one with Daniel Craig. All I know is that Bond with Daniel Craig lives on the internet uh, with you know as a joke because of that fucking title, No Time to Die. And then that title is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know. I I, I don't remember exactly what. I just know that there's something about the franchise and maybe because he was going to quit and then he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all the, Oh, well no one wants a female or a black person or whatever to be bond. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of over it. Maybe, maybe you could probably get me to come around, especially for the podcast, but yeah, I think, I think you'll, I, I know you do, you, you appreciate great directing and like I said, Fukunaga's uh, film, um, I don't know. And something about it, something about it just really look. It looks. It doesn't look different from the from Daniel Craig's previous Bonds, previous Bonds films, previous Bond films. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for correcting me, Kelsey. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it seems like there's a there's a level of like actual weight to it. You know, like Spectre, which is kind of stupid because mm. they were trying to connect the previous Bond films in like a really slocky kind of way. Mm-hmm. But this one's just like okay. He might, well, he'll make it. He's James Bond, but I don't. There's like a, there's a, a different sense of danger, mm-hmm. and then the fact that I think it's funny. I didn't realize this until somebody had mentioned another podcast. But it, on almost every one of these Daniel Craig Bond films, he comes out of retirement in some form or fashion. Yeah, like at the um, what's that one? I'm, I'm forgetting the one Bond film, the one he started with. Oh my god, why am I fucking forgetting it? Casino Royale, there you go. Casino Royale, that that was like almost like a soft reboot, but at the end, he kind of retired. Yeah. And then this, and then in the next one, um uh Quantum of Solace, he kind of retired, but he came out of retirement. Skyfall, kind of retired, and then he came out of retirement. They're like they're, they're following and he's doing the same thing with this one. But so, you know, he's John Wick. Yes. Yes, exactly. He's John Wick. <laughs> He's John Wick. Yeah, so that, that's one I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Okay. I'm really looking forward to A Quiet Place Part 2. Really? Yeah. I I haven't really seen the trailer for it. I think I saw like two seconds of it. I don't... I honestly don't have high hopes for it, this movie, because... I don't know. Quiet, the Quiet Place, the first one, seems so perfect and so well put together. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like it's going to be hard to imitate that again. I'm excited for it because well, normally when something is followed up on, mm. 
it doesn't do as well as the first. Mm. However, with John Krasinski, not the main character, like not the main lead. Yeah, yeah. Now it's female-led. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you're, and she still has that bandage on her foot. And when I when I did look at the trailer, mm. I didn't see that baby anywhere. Oh, you're talking about uh, um, Emily Blunt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought she was carrying the the child. Maybe, maybe she had it like in a backpack. It was like kind of, you know, how they cut. Scenes yeah, yeah. Quick. They don't want to reveal too much. So, um, but it would be interesting to see it as female-led, you know, with Emily Blunt and yeah. see where they take it. Um, especially, I think that the the girl with the hear, hearing aid, mm-hmm. um, I think she probably realizes how fucking bratty she was being, and I think she's going to be more of an asset. Yeah, she'll have more uh, like her char- like her character arc in the first film was really great. So I'm I'm curious to see how the, her character arc adds to this one um, because now there's growth. Like if if you people have seen the trailer. The kids have all have uh, have gone older, yeah. So it's like, okay, what if they what if they gone through? Also, um, what what still I'm not really too has or too quick to dismiss it is that Krasinski he's he's like how you mentioned he's not going to be in it, so he's mainly focusing on directing. Yeah, he doesn't have to because sometimes they can't really balance that or like well, one. And sometimes a bit more. if something does well and they direct it and they write it and then. Whoever owns the rights to it are like, no, we're going to pass it off to this guy now. And then it mm. sucks because they didn't have the same vision yeah. as the first person who did it. Mm. But it's John Krasinski doing both this time again. So yeah. um, I think it's going to be good. And then Cillian Murphy's in it. So I'm curious about who, who he's going to play or what his character's going to do. That dude's a, like a legit actor. Yeah, I like him a lot. I need to get back on uh, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Uh, I heard the I heard the series finale was really great. Yeah, like the last episode was like beautifully put together. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, one of the films that I'm actually looking forward to. There's no trailer, no pictures, nothing. Is uh, the remake of Dune? Really? I'm looking for. Okay, I've never seen David Lynch's Dune. Um, I've seen the made-for-TV movies of Dune. The reason why I'm looking forward to this is done by Denis Villeneuve, Mm -hmm. the guy behind Blade Runner 2049. Okay. And he has a labor of love for Dune. Like, there's there's an actual picture of him when he was barely starting out in Hollywood as, like, PA or sound or something like that. Mm -hmm. You can see in the picture on his desk is the vinyl soundtracks of Blade Runner and the original Dune. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, this dude's taking it as a passion. Plus, plus, I'm hearing everybody's in this movie. Dave Bautista's in this movie. Uh, Tim- Timothy Chalant or whatever. Chalamet. Chalamet. Like, the cast is like... The guy with the, the face of... Um... <laughs> Jigsaw. The Jigsaw <laughs> doll face, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, I, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, especially how this dude took, took Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, made... Blade Runner 24 and I and made it beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to see how he does how he does Dune. I hope it gets more acclaim than Blade Runner 2049 did because that one was a great film and it mm. did not get the praise that it deserved for for whatever reason it didn't mm. do as well in the box office as they were expecting it to. Yeah. And people are just like, nah, that looked boring. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? I know, I know. And this one from 
Dune, I've, I've never read the books, but from what I've heard, the world of Dune is so massive. There's like, there's multiple books of Dune. From what I heard that um, the studio behind this, they're like, you want to do Dune? How many movies do you want to make? And he's like, I want to make three of them. I want to make three part Dune movies. I'm like, do it, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do it. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, if they believe in him and if he has such a vision that they're willing to go with it, that it's going to be something really great. Okay. I don't even really know what Dune is. <sighs> okay. It's like, I guess the best way I can try to sum it up, it's like Hamlet, but in the future and on a different planet. Okay. So it has to do with like royalty and like the spice and the, their spices. Like this spice is a, uh, okay. Oh, the synopsis, you know, uh, let me see. The son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and the most vital element in the galaxy. Oh. And it's like it's control of power and stuff like that. Okay. I could get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not going to be, I, I know. And it's, and like I said, it's this director who's not really known for doing crazy sci-fi big action set pieces. He does more like character driven and mm-hmm. then more visual style. Yeah. And that's, that's what Dune is. Dune is more of a visual thing to watch. Yeah. And so, it, like I said, no pictures, no trailer. No, I'm still down. I'll still watch the shit out of this. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next thing that I'm looking forward to watching is Wonder Woman 1984. My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I will admit, I was not really in love with the first Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was so over the moon about it. And don't get me wrong, I really love Gal Gadot, mm. but it was lacking something. It was, like, too vanilla in a way, mm. where she was just all, like, love and light mm. and didn't understand the world around her Yeah, to the point where it just kind of washed the whole film. And it wasn't her yeah. fault. I think it was just how she was written. But yeah. the reason why I'm really interested in this one, mm. first of all, that poster is fucking crazy. I love it. Oh, yeah. Like the 80s inspired poster. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great poster. Um, I know she has like great acting chops. Yeah. She's, she's um, legit. And Wonder Woman wasn't bad. It mm. just wasn't what I was expecting. I think that kind of goes to what WB was or WB slash DC was trying to do. They didn't really have a clear direction of where they were wanting to take their comic book movies. Mm-hmm. But now since Zack Snyder's gone and like they're they're more accepting of like, let's just have fun with this. Like Shazam was actually pretty fun to watch. Aquaman was all right, but you can see like where they were trying to take it. Mm-hmm. I think this one, they're giving, they're letting Patty Jenkins because they know Patty Jenkins can do it. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know what? Go have at it. Like just do what you want to do. That's with why it. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, and I think Gal Gadot will like I think she's mostly, she knows, I think, where the character should be going to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's really good when you have a, a person who's doing a role that knows the character as opposed to this is just a job. Yeah, And absolutely. she doesn't come off to me as someone who's like, okay, whatever. And she really wants this character to thrive. So. Yeah. She understands, like, the symbology of, of Wonder Woman. Like, how it, not only that, like, oh, there's just a role, combo character, there's going to get, you know, butts in the... Um, in the in the theater, this is more like no, like 
girls are like looking up to this. I have to like set an example, mm-hmm. you know. And she did a pretty good job in the first one. Um, that a lot of that, that first one, a lot of it's like dark and gray, and like the, even the colors kind of blend. Yeah. This one, it, first of all, that I I was just kind of like, are they ever gonna finish this fucking movie? Because they had pushed the date back a couple of times. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, well, I'll see what happens. And then the trailer comes out. I was just like, all right, watching it. I'm totally watching this. I mean, this is on my list of movies to look forward to. But that soundtrack, mm-hmm. that soundtrack is fucking dope. Is it? I haven't heard the soundtrack yet. Oh, I'm sorry. The not the soundtrack. The um the music for the trailer. Oh, he, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Mm. I didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> so like, so just the movie poster alone. Just like, the movie poster. That, the, and Patty marketing, Jenkins. Marketing right there. Exactly. That's how they're doing it. Um, but it's actually supposed to come out in June. So it's so funny. On uh, IMDb's website, they have 5th of June. Mm. And then like right underneath the title. And then it says post-production, because it's in post-production right now. Mm. Expected June 3rd. So is it the 3rd or the 5th? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, from, I, I think I read an article that like that, they're, that the movie's already done. Like they've completed post-production and all that kind of shit no oh. and they're just they're just going to release it during the uh obviously the, the around summer, summer. Months, yeah, yeah this is like the best time and i i don't know i think that might be the only thing that dc actually really has coming out that year unless james gunn's suicide squad's coming out but i don't think that's coming out to maybe like the year after yeah i don't think it because it wasn't it would have been in the top 50 off yeah and i i looked at when i was looking at my list like mm. i think you went to like you know Deadline and other places to see what they had on their list, but yeah. I went to IMDb and they they had like a list of four thousand seven hundred and something. Oh yeah, some crazy ass. <laughs> and I'm numbers. like Jesus, and so I only looked at the first fifty. Yeah. You know, but they were like ranked by like I guess the most popular, but Suicide Squad would have been in the top fifty. I'm oh sure. yeah, absolutely. So I don't think it's coming out this yeah. year i know if you go further down that list it's like some really weird like foreign stuff or like shit that you've never heard of pedro pascal's in it oh yeah oh <laughs> love me some pedro pascal oh my god nice 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 uh okay so you're looking forward to wonder woman um it was all mine mm-hmm. uh i know you're not looking forward to this but i am what i'm actually looking forward to that black widow movie <laughs> you're like yeah, no i saw the tra- that that's the other thing that's the other another trailer i saw mm. in the theater when we we're gonna watch rise of skywalker mm. and it just looks like a like <coughs> excuse me did you ever watch the pacifier mm. that's the one with vin diesel right mm-hmm you no, know, but I know I know that movie you're talking about. It feels like that. To oh, me. really? Yeah, it's just like a bunch of fucking family members, like mm. you know, ho ho ho, everything's so we're family. Ha, yeah, ha. we're family, like super spies and all that kind yeah, of stuff. No, nah, I don't. I don't want to watch Spy Kids again. Thanks. Oh damn! <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, you got like a Spy Kids feel. I got more like of a Born feel uh, to it. Because it's like espionage action and shit like that. Yeah, but there's espionage action in Spy Kids, too. All right, all right. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you that. Watch Antonio Banderas appears out of nowhere, tells me to put on my 3D glasses. I'm watching for another trailer. Like, hopefully they release another trailer, mm-hmm. and maybe it'll be different. I think I, I, um, I, think I, I read somewhere that they're actually planning to release one very soon. Uh, I mean, I... I 
I saw the trailer and I was just like, yo, fucking Marvel just be fucking knocking that shit out of the park. They just got that shit coming. Okay. Which is, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Which is funny to say because like one of the films, it's a Marvel film, but I'm not really looking forward to it because I'm, I don't know. I don't really care too much. Is that movie The Eternals? That's the one I'm looking forward to. Really? Yeah, that was okay. actually next on my list. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that one because it's a story I haven't heard yet. I don't know who they are. Uh, All I know, like their synopsis is the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. Okay, very vague. Go on. <laughs> well, it's vague, right? Yeah. But Yeah, but it's like... They could do a lot with that, I think. And, of yeah. course, they're going to have, like, one of the characters is supposed to be, um, I think, gay. Yeah, they're, they're going to, they're gonna intro- like, actually introduce, like, their first gay character yeah. in the MCU. I want to see what they do because it's supposed to be part of the Phase 4. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I want to see how they're going to build off of this one. That's why I'm interested in it. Like, mm. it might not be the greatest film of all time, mm. but... I'm expecting it to be entertaining and and I want to know I want to I want to watch this and wonder what are they going to do next. Yeah, yeah, cuz they Marvel uh Marvel Studios they've kind of like covered the whole earthbound storyline and they're going more into like galactic stories and stuff like that. Guardians of the Galaxy opened up the door. Mm-hmm. Eternals is another way that they're kind of exploring the whole galact the galaxy of Marvel. And then from what I heard, Doctor Strange is going to start opening up like the multiverse mm-hmm. that's in Marvel. So yeah, it's like Marvel's like, all right, let's let's actually spread out because we can only tell so many stories that are Earth, on Earth on Earth or Earth threat stories. Let's have all right. Let's have this planet threatened. Let's have a universe planet. Uh, Universal threat and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Um, I, I like I said, I I should be looking forward to it, but I don't really know whole much uh, whole much about it. Um, I forgot who the director is. This is like her first big Chloe budget. Zhao. Yeah, this is her first big budget film. Uh, her previous film, which is called like The Writer, I heard it was like critically acclaimed, but I haven't really seen any of her past work, so mm-hmm. I don't really, I can't really, I can't really gauge if it's something that's going to be coming out very. well. That's going to do like gangbusters. It's going to come out around my birthday. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, there was another movie coming out during your birthday, right? That was going to take you to see? When? This past year? Yeah. N- no, yeah. In, t- in 2020. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's like a really bad movie. I was like, we're going to watch it. I can't remember <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you remember that part. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still filming, I think, so. Yeah, and then, of course, there's come out now Jami with that super cut-ass body. Fuck, man. <laughs> Put my fat ass in place. Got to go on a diet now. All right. So you're looking forward to to the Eternals? Yep. Um, one film I'm actually really looking forward to is Soul, Pixar's latest film. Really? Yeah. The reason why is because it's going to be like a predominantly black cast and very black themes. And Pixar hasn't really done that. Um, plus, like... The, the 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 synopsis really not 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 only the synopsis but like the um the trailer because mm-hmm. it's about like you know you know actually pursuing your career pursuing your goal your life dream to become an artist mm-hmm. and those stories always like really fucking get me yeah and Pixar tends to make really great films um I think the artwork for the title kind of seemed very uh what's that movie that came out for the Day of the Dead. 
that Pixar made? Oh, uh, not Coco? I think it's Coco. Yeah, Coco. Yeah, 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 I get that. I think it's probably the same makers. Yeah, and here's here's something weird about It's not weird. I'm really curious. You know who's doing the soundtrack? Who? For so? Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Really? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a kid's film. Uh, plus, it's, it's behind the people who did... Um, Oh, what's that movie about? The one about emotions. Oh, like, um, not up. Sorry. Um, it was called. I remember the characters were joy and yeah. sadness. Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah, I think it's behind the people behind Inside Out. Yeah. So, and I, I loved Inside Out. That was a, it's a Pixar <laughs> film. I love that movie. We, we took, uh, my two daughters to go see that. Uh, and we got out of there, and I asked Cadence, which was the younger one, and she was probably only like three or four at the time. Uh, I'm like, Cadence, which one was your favorite? She's like, I like sadness. I'm like, you would like sadness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's one part of Inside Out. Pete uh, Doctier, he he's one half of Inside Out, and he's doing Soul. Okay. So I'm really curious uh, to see what Soul is, and like like I said, the 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 cast is like predominantly black. Um, and then, like I said, the whole Atticus, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross <laughs> doing the soundtrack. Um, let me put out the guys like Jamie Foxx, uh, Davey Diggs is on it, Quest Love, Quest Love, drummer behind The Roots. It's in this film. Uh, Tina Fey, who's pretty funny. Uh, that's all we have for now. But yeah, I, I'm totally down to see this movie. Okay. Me too. You better. I mean, it's not on my list, but you know. Since I had a bunch of stuff on there, and I was already trying to keep it short, and you're like, no, you have to choose just 10. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, and we can be here all day and <laughs> talk about, like, the 50 movies we want to see. <laughs> um, I'm curious about Free Guy. That's the one with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. His eyes are fucking weird. I like watching his eyes move around when he's being all comical and shit. Really? <laughs> I... It, it does look interesting. I'm not really looking forward to it too much because it is. It kind of just reminds me like, well, this is Deadpool without his mask on. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. I don't think the idea is all that original, mm. to be honest. I'm sure it's been written somewhere. Someone mm. like, I mean, it's The Matrix, but as a comedy or something. Yeah, yeah. But I think it'll be a good time because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So I, why wouldn't I want to go see it? Yeah, he he he's found his niche. Like he's good with comedy. He's good with comedy and then comedy action. Like he's also good with action though because I we saw him um, with Gal Gadot for a little bit in that one. It was like a spy movie with Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, she was his. I think it was her. They uh, were in a movie together. That does sound pretty random. Uh, oh, I, I do remember that you and I did like his performance. At, Jody Comer's in it. Who's that? The girl from... Oh, from Killing Eve? Yeah. Okay, right on, right on. Um, I remember we did enjoy Ryan Reynolds' performance in um, that Hobbs and Shaw movie. That was like one of the very few things we liked about uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that movie. Um, I'm trying to find the name of that show, that movie that he was in. He said he was, he was a spy? Yeah, he was. He played a spy, and I think he got killed in the first few minutes. Oh, I have no idea then. Well, I can't see it. It wasn't that long ago. Are you sure that was him? 
I'm very, very sure it was oh, him. Okay. Um, I think like somebody like. No way! It wasn't that one, was it? I don't. I don't know. Was it? <laughs> I well, he was in that. He was in that movie that you like, Criminal. That's. I was just thinking. That, it can't that be it? that one. I the, hate that fucking movie. <laughs> he was in that one with her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> so I said nah. <laughs> but he was a more serious guy. Like mm. he. He was a spy. And, uh, and he did a really good, like he was, it was like the first time I saw him and I was like, damn, he looks good. (laughs) Yeah. He does have a, he does have a nice body. No, it wasn't even about his body. It was like, he looked dapper. Like usually he's all fucking comical and shit. So Mm. like, you know, girls are attracted to comedy and stuff, but this is the first time I saw him and he was taking himself seriously. I was like, oh, you actually are good looking. (laughs) I got to show you his, his. His actual good movies, like his dramas, like Buried. Buried is a really great film. Buried and like The Nines. Mm-hmm. Those are really great. Like That's like, that's at the time before he like found his way. Because he was doing a lot of comedies, like um, Harold Kumar, Go to White Castle. He was doing Smoking Aces. Well, Smoking Aces is an action. Um, the Proposal, Paper Man. He was doing like a lot of comedy, mm-hmm. but like wacky comedy, but... There was a moment where he took a step into like drama, which is like Barry and the Nines, and those are like those are indie dramas, and those are actually legit, legitimately good. Yeah, yeah. So, free guy, free guy. Wow, I really like that. I don't necessarily love the concept of him being living in a you know he's living in a video, video game, game yeah. and then he breaks the mold. Yeah. But it's just going to be fun. I think it's just a fun platform for mm. him to just fuck around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, a movie I'm looking forward to is actually going to be coming out uh, in January, very soon, is uh, Guy Ritchie's uh, The Gentleman. There once was a young and foolish dragon who came to ask a wise and cunning lion about acquiring his territory. The lion, he wasn't interested, so he told the little dragon to The dragon, he persisted. Oh, goody. He started to walk. So the lion took the little dragon for a walk and put five bullets in his little dragon head. He's warming up now, isn't it? There's a message in there. Maybe you can explain it to me. I love a good Guy Ritchie film. I love Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I like Rock and Roller. He knows how to do British gangster films. Aladdin. I didn't mind Aladdin too much. <laughs> no, I liked Aladdin. Yeah. Um, I actually even like his Sherlock movies, the one with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. I remember liking the first one and kind of saying, I don't give a shit about anything else that oh. came after. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but so he ha- he actually has like a good, he, he has a good like, um, kind of like a cool like upper class kind of like kinetic, sorry, kinetic style where it's kind of fast paced, but like still makes sense. The gentleman is like straight up Guy Ritchie, like in his home. Mm-hmm. It's it's like British gangsters, drug lord, colorful characters, a lot of swearing, comedy, and just like people getting like shot to death and shit like that. And Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Okay. All right. So I've seen the trailer. Is Char- Charlie Holmes not even? He's not rocking his British accent in that movie. In that trailer, is he? I honestly don't know because Matthew McConaughey kind of takes up almost all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and the British guy that I—he was in Crazy Rich Asians, wasn't he? 
Or the he Asian looks dude? like him, kind of. The Asian dude? Um, yeah, that's the guy. That's the... What's the dude's name? Oh, I can't find his fucking name. It's not Jeremy Strong. That's the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, Jason Jason Wong. Oh, yeah. I believe that's the cat. Is that the cat? Oh, no. That's a different Asian no. guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, his name's not appearing up on IMD for some reason. Uh, but yeah, he, that's the dude from Crazy Rich Asian, and uh, he—that's—that's that's his like legit, uh, legit accent. Oh, Henry Golding. Henry Golding. There you go. Yeah, his name is in no way not Asian. Asian at all. No way Asian at all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like he's—that's—he's he's British. He has that accent, and everything. But the reason I was thinking about Charlie Hunter is because I've heard Charlie. 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 <laughs> I've heard Charlie Hunnam's British accent, and it's very like, oh, yeah, governor. Blah, it's blah. off-putting. It's very off-putting. So, like, when I hear it deep, I'm like, is he doing jacks from from Sons of Anarchy instead? Like, that's the only way I ever want to hear him talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, thing, one thing I'm really surprised that he's letting his British accent fucking go is, um, oh, what's the fuck? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, like, he has this kind of, like, playful british accent like oh he's like so stammering and stattering standing around or whatever so it's charming but he's very like very he's it sounds very cockney uh-huh. it sounds very cockney i'm just like all right i'm so with that <laughs> and then of course colin farrell i think colin farrell finally lets his irish accent fucking flow yeah because some of the shit you can't understand what the fuck he's saying <laughs> but it's it's, it's a guy anything film. colin farrell is in i like i'm no i'm gonna like it oh really i didn't i didn't know you thought about that with uh, Colin Farrell. Unfortunately, my first experience with him was on SWAT. Whoa. <laughs> I remember that. I remember going to the theaters to see that. I think I took a date to that fucking movie. <laughs> that movie's so stupid. Jeremy Renner was in it. Yeah. Wow. SWAT. <laughs> but after that, the next the next time I saw him was in uh, Daredevil. <laughs> you were just on like... <laughs> You were just on this trend of watching high-quality Colin Farrell films. <laughs> so I was... But I actually did like him in that role. Oh, as Bullseye? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then anything I've seen him in after that was mm. with you. Yeah. And, you know, The Lobster and all that. Oh, he's so great in The Lobster. Oh, and, and The Killing of... Uh, Sacred kill, Deer. Sacred Deer. Oh, so great. Yeah. Great fucking movies that... Uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, Gentleman, The Gentleman is, is one of the films that I'm really looking forward to. Me too. It's on my list as well. Woo. Um, I'm gonna throw a curveball and tell you that I'm kind of looking forward to In the Heights. All right. I know <laughs> nothing about this movie other than that today you said it's a musical. And my, my mind went, don't care. <laughs> I'm not a music. I don't really like musicals. I'm not a musical guy. It's funny because you like Pixar movies. But those are those are animation. Yeah, totally different. Uh, the synopsis is a feature. It's a feature version of the Broadway musical in which a bodega owner has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the Dominican Republic after inheriting his grandmother's fortune. Oh, okay. Um, you get a sense of like family and connection and and everything. It's not cheesy Broadway like. It's not cats. It's not, you know, comedy and whatever. It's mm. just. It's not too hokey or anything like that. Yeah, it's not too hokey. Okay. Um, but I, I like, I do like musicals. I mean, we watched um, 
now I can't I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the movie. Who was in it? Um, fuck. That's the name of the movie. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Gosling. Oh, uh, La- okay. All right, La La Land. Yeah. All right. I like La La Land, but but I think that's because uh, I like the director Damon uh, Damon Chazelle. Mm-hmm. I like his directing. And it's a story of Los Angeles. And you know how much I love the city of Los Angeles. So, of course, I'm just like, oh, so great. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. If anything, it's, it's kind of staying with La La Land. I enjoyed La La Land more when it was at that live performance that we saw. Okay. I think I liked it more. If I, like, I, I probably couldn't really rewatch it, but just seeing it with a live orchestra behind that movie, that, no, that's good. Do you know who John M. Chu is? John Chu? Yeah, John Chu. Yeah. Um, He's directing this. What? Y'all. Hold up. Hold up. And so you you like La La Land for the same reasons I think you might actually like this because there he lives in New York and like, you know, in like one of the boroughs and it's like really community based. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they really have a lot of like relationships and different things going on there. Oh, this is going to make game butters. The guy who behind it, Lin-Manuel. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna do well. Oh, John M. Chu. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asian. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, Stephanie Beatrice is in it too. Ooh. Yeah, Corey Hawkins rings the bell, but I don't know who. The, I don't remember who that is. Okay. All right. All right. I I might have checked it out because I like. I really like Crazy Rich Asian. Jimmy Smits. Oh, he fucking sings. I saw him in the trailer and I was like, "What? He can sing and it's really? so deep and like, uh, it, like it's so good." All right, you're like you're really winning me over with that. <laughs> Never seen the trailer, but you're like naming all the people. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So you know, watch the trailer. No, I want to go in blind. I want to treat it like it's a Christopher Nolan film. You're not gonna watch it if you don't watch the trailer. I know no, you. No. Because I couldn't even get you to go watch um, that Mr. Rogers documentary with me. I don't feel like crying. Look, I watched Queen and Slim with you and fucking wanted to kill myself after. Well, because you need to be informed about life. <laughs> okay, don't stab me, please. Hmm. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> I'll watch the goddamn documentary. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in the high school. I'm, okay, I'm kind of looking forward. I, damn, you think I might really want to check it out now. Yeah. And it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's not like a, it's not white people. I'm, my, and that's minorities. my thing too and mm. it's i'm really choosy with the musical thing like mm. i'm not really i did not care for high school musical like my brother oh, loved that f- shit no <laughs> that's how i feel about that um i'm but i'm into this one okay so that's it and it's called what in the heights right yep all right so one one of the films i'm looking forward to is uh it's coming out in february the photograph What's that one about? That's the one that has uh, Lakeith Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae. Uh And it's that romantic film and how Issa Rae doesn't know if if she should really follow her heart. I'm looking forward to this movie because this is like a straight up like romantic movie, a romance movie in a complete black setting. And not like in a hokey corny kind of black setting. It's like realistic shit. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like... I don't know. Like, I, I really write. I really write. I really like Lakeith Stanfield's acting. And Issa Rae, she's like legit. She's like legit funny, legit, like good acting. Um, so but she I, came up with Queen of Slam. 
Was it? No, that wasn't her. No, no, that's that was Lena Waithe. Uh, yeah, Lena Waithe. Yeah, um, and like, it, it, like it's a love story, but it's like you know, it's like it's not done corny and stuff like that. It's like people like me. I'm just like, yo, I'm totally with this. I like when I watch that trailer, and like I am looking forward to it too, even though it didn't make it onto my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how she's self-analyzing. Like she's she's comparing herself to her mother. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. she doesn't want to go down the same road that her mother went down. But at the same time, mm. she kind of sees how she might be. And maybe she can make some changes or maybe she can't. Yeah, and it's not like this. It's not like this dude like fawning over her, like tripping over himself to like be with her, and like he's not. He's not like demeaning himself. You know, he's even questioning this. Like, should I even really pursue this? Because this woman doesn't know what she wants. So, do I know what she wants? Or do I know what I want? Right. And they're kind of going back and forth. So, it, and like them, them two acting, they seem to be really just vibing with each other. Like, yeah. just bouncing off. So, I. I like I said, I think it's going to be a really great film. It probably won't do gangbusters at the box office, but I don't care. It, that perform all the performances look fucking great. Yeah, we're going to watch that one for sure. Oh yeah, it's going to be so awesome. I'm looking forward to Mulan. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I've never I've never watched the cartoon. Uh-huh. No, that that's why I liked it. I like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that this this girl. Mm has taken on the role of the firstborn son yeah uh from her family so her father wouldn't go to war and die yeah and she knew that if she was ever found out they could lose honor Mm -hmm. and so there's this whole sense of um like fear the whole like of being caught the whole time yeah not only like of dying war or in the bat during battle she's like afraid of her her own side kind of being like you're a woman like you know we're gonna do these things to you or whatever like horrible things or whatever yeah yeah um and but i heard that the movie isn't gonna be exactly like the cartoon like the dra- i don't think the dragon's gonna exist no eddie murphy no eddie murphy <laughs> okay. um they're also um most of the music isn't gonna be the same i think it's just gonna mm-hmm. have one song from the soundtrack you know from the animated movie oh, okay i think they're gonna make it more of like um like a drama like you know mm. how um like uh memoirs of a geisha oh yeah you yeah, know yeah. like maybe that gotcha. type of yeah. film i think it'll be like that yeah i was i was actually kind of curious of how they were gonna pursue this film in a live action format because i know i remember i've seen clips of the of the cartoon movie um so i i know it gets pretty like crazy like with fantasy and stuff like that and magic and i was curious of how they were going to do this because you know they've done uh the lion king and the jungle book and those are like most of the people in or most of the cast is cgi but this one's more based in reality with a little bit of magic, so I was like, "Well, I wonder if they're gonna be able to find a balance to, for, for both of them to work out." And s- some of the trailer, it does look pretty impressive. I'm like, "Cool, they're they're going into the fantasy," but I feel like they're kind of giving away a bit too much with those trailers. Maybe they are. I think they just want people to come. Yeah, like, like yeah. come see it. Don't yeah. don't not watch it because you think it's gonna be too childish. Yeah, it, I know it's gonna do gangbusters in the Asian market. Yeah. this is like an Asian film. This and, is, they're, and they're trying to do it justice that way yeah. and not like take some of the Americanization out of it. So mm. it's true, mm. true Asian like tradition. And mm. yeah. I wonder if Ming-Nan Wen's going to get a cameo in there. I think it'd be dope. That would be. Yeah. But I feel like I see her everywhere. 
And then that's a bad thing. <laughs> see her all the live long day. <laughs> My God. Uh, okay, so that's you're looking forward to, to um, Boulogne. Boulogne. Uh, one film I'm looking forward to. It doesn't come out until June. No trailers. No pictures. Nothing. Uh, Candyman. Candyman is the spiritual sequel to the 1992 horror film. I loved Candyman growing up. But the fact that it's the director is uh, Nia DaCosta, mm-hmm. black woman, written by Jordan Peele and Wynn uh, Rosenfeld. Jo- we know Jordan Peele is a great fucking writer. Yeah. Um, and then the guy who's going to play Candyman is uh, Yaya, Yaya Abdul Yatin II, mm-hmm. fucking Dr. Manhattan himself. Mm-hmm. As Candyman, or well, that's the thing. We don't know anything what's going on. Like we don't know if he is the Candyman, or if he's a fake Candyman, or what. And then I heard the guy who originally played Candyman, Todd Phillips. Uh, I'm sorry, that's a director. <laughs> oh Lord! I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, director of uh, of the Joker. <laughs> Todd Phillips is going to be the new Candyman. I mean, uh, Sean, was it Sean Black or who, who was that guy? Who was in um, that old um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and then became a director or writer? Oh, Shane Black. Shane Black. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he could do it, so could Todd Phillips. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, what's, what's his name? Todd, his name is escaping me right now. Tony Todd, sorry, Tony Todd himself, the original Candyman, is supposed to have a part in the movie, but th- like they say, they haven't revealed much of anything of what the film's going to be about or how it's going to follow um, the 1992 classic. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I th- just the fact that you put Jordan Peele's name behind it, mm-hmm. as he's he's a producer and a writer. <laughs> that's it. I'm, go- I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah, he, he gets he gets the Christopher Nolan treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really that's one I'm really looking forward to. I actually have um, a couple of like horror films on my list. Okay. Um, I try to stay away from them because you know, lights out happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie coming out um, in January, actually called The Turning. Okay, what's this movie about? I have, I know nothing about this movie. Um, it's kind of like a mystery movie, like. So um. Finn Wolfhard. Okay. He's from Stranger Things. Which the we, kid with the curly hair. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he's in it. He's the main character. Mm. He comes to help take care of um, these two orphan kids who live on um, like this huge estate. Mm. Um, I think they're being cared for by like a relative or something. Um. <clears throat> and it's actually a modern take on Henry James's novella, The Turn of the Screw. Okay. Something weird hap- is happening. Like, you could tell, like, one child is really fucking creepy and the other one's kind of bratty. Not bratty, like, screaming all the time, but, like, just kind of, like, snarky. Yeah, has, like, a little funky attitude. Yeah. And um, he's, like, c- kind of... Is that him? The kid from Stranger Things? No, it is him, but I mean, it's just a weird drama. Oh, okay. Like, it's like horror. Yeah, but but it, it, it at least caught your attention of like, I really want to see that. I think I'm getting it confused with another movie. Oh my God. 
Um, no, because there's a movie where I think I saw a trailer. It was similar where this woman was going to come take care of some kids. So now. Oh, no, oh no, 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 no. Th- you talking about The Lodge? No. Oh, okay. No, I have the right movie because there was a woman in it, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, she she um, she's actually the caretaker, and I think he's one of the, the kids, actually. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, she's coming to take care of these kids, and everything's kind of weird. Like, it's dreary and, like... Mackenzie Davis. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I like Mackenzie Davis. I remember we did, we did really like her in the um, Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. We did really like her performance. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just really weird. Like, you'll see, like, kind of grotesque things. Like, mm-hmm. the little, you know, the 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 boy is, like, kind of realistic. And, mm-hmm. Like, in the trailer, you could see him, like, stomp on, like, a bird or something that was dying. Oh, wow. And, and you know, freaks the lady out. She's like, why'd you do that? He's like, nothing living should suffer. <laughs> so, you okay. Know? So... I definitely want to watch that kid. Um, let's put other kids around that kid. So, well, no, I think he's one of the kids that she's going to take care of. Oh, he's, okay. I think he's the snarky one. Oh, okay, okay. Because he's old. He's like a teenager. So, mm. um, I'm really interested in that one. Okay. <laughs> I like how you just kind of say that. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, I'm so glad. I'm so glad this is happening. <sighs> David Fincher has a film coming out next year. Uh-huh. Oh, his last film was Gone Girl, which came out, I think, close to like five oh, years yeah. ago. This was one of the ones that was on my list that I deleted because you made me pare it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. So it, Fincher hasn't been... He hasn't made a film in the theater since 2014, which Gone Girl, great film, great film. He's been mainly directing uh, TV shows um, and producing, like uh, Mindhunter. You know, he was still behind uh, House of Cards, mm-hmm. but he's coming back to the theater. David Fincher gets the Christopher Nolan treatment, where as soon as you say David Fincher, I'm fucking there. I'm 100 there. I love his style of directing. Um, the movie's called Mank. And it follows the screenwriter uh, behind Orson Welles' uh, 1941 classic, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is considered the greatest film ever made. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, I don't know the story of the char- of the screenwriter's name is Herman J. Uh, McKinsky or some shit. Um, and apparently, this dude had like a really something something was really bad happening to this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this actually happened during like the red era, the red state era. Where people were like, oh, the communist era, where people were, people swore communists were like coming into Hollywood and people were getting blacklisted. Oh, okay. Never working in Hollywood ever again. Um, yeah, so far, like Gary Oldman's gonna be in it, Amanda Sidfried's gonna be in it, Charles Dance, Tom Burke, as as Orson Welles. So looking forward to this. It's it, there's no there's no month that it's gonna get released, but it's supposed to get released this year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I will kind of put a preference on this that sometimes Fincher's film, they do get pushed back because mm-hmm. he's such an, aut- an auteur. He really takes his time when it comes to filmmaking. But he's been doing it for so long and perfecting his craft for so long, I think he might he might make it uh, by the end of the year. To get he the might make it for uh, award season. Oh, it, already. 
give this man all the awards <laughs> already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- like, there's no, there's, there's not a whole lot else about it. It's a, like I said, it's a, it's a biopic, but just the fact that it's David Fincher coming back in the theater. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so stoked about that. So stoked. I actually want to see that one too. You better. I'll make you see it. I <laughs> sound so wrong. Um, the other horror movie on my list is called Antlers. Mm-hmm. That's a. Isn't Guillermo del Toro behind that? Like he's producing it or something, right? I'm not sure. Uh, director Scott Cooper. Mm-hmm. It's written by Nick Antosca and C. Henry Chason. Okay. Um. And the synopsis is, a small-town organ teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, become entwined with a young student harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. I think I might have saw, like, a picture of it, because I see Carrie Russell's in it, and I remember seeing a picture of her. She looked like she got jacked up. Yeah? Yeah, Guillermo del Toro is a producer, is a producer behind it. And he only gets behind stuff that he actually, like, really believes in. (laughs) So... What was that for? Sorry, I scrolled down on the page and I saw they're like, more like this, Bloodshot. And I remember watching that trailer while I was looking through the films and my daughter was like, that looks really good. I'm like, Cameron, they did The Marine. They did like fucking Punishers kind of like this too. They always have a story of a guy who has some superpower or some fucking military training Mm -hmm. that... His wife got killed, and now he's got to go seek revenge. I am not watching another fucking movie like that. I, I'll watch. I'll watch it for both of us. You want to watch that? It looks somewhat interesting. It's based off a comic book, so I kind of I want to watch it. Okay. All right, but back to... Damn, just like, Mark, what is wrong with you? It's a comic book movie. I'll watch it. Okay. <sighs> My God. Anyway, <laughs> Antlers, go on. <laughs> Um, I saw in the trailer, um, you should watch the trailer. It, Do they give much away? Like, I, that's, I'm always skeptical watching horror films because they feel like they give away too much. I don't know if they really do, but it seems like he's really quiet. He doesn't really talk to people. Mm-hmm. So I think his teacher takes an interest in him and tries to like talk to him a little bit. There's some secrets in the house, mm-hmm. in his house. And, um, I think he opens up the door and throws something in, and there's like a creature inside the room. Okay, so Scott Cooper, he's behind Crazy Heart. That's a really good film. But he's also behind Black Mass. Uh, <laughs> I remember you fucking hated that movie. I didn't even finish it. We didn't, no, you didn't finish it. No, because oh. I, yeah, we did not finish it because I was going to watch it with my mom. Yeah. And I watched it with you instead, and then we. We're like, this sucks. And then we stopped watching it. Yeah. So we were like, we can find something better to do. We'll come back to it later. And we never did. Well, yeah. He, like I said, he's done Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart was the movie that um, got, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm about to say Jeff Goldblum. Not Jeff Goldblum. Um, Jeff Bridges. That got Jeff Bridges the Oscar he's been trying to get for years. Um, but, I mean, I'm, it, it's, a, it's a horror film. It's different from Scott, Scott Cooper's past work. Yeah. Because he makes somewhat type of like Western films in a way. Um, So I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious on that one. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. So this is the number one movie I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. More important than Christopher Nolan. More important than David Fincher. Mm -hmm. More important than Dennis Dennis Nivelle or Villeneuve. Villeneuve. 
Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Any Edgar Wright movie comes out, I see it at least three or four times in theaters. Mm-hmm. Love it. He, like, he elevated his talent as a director with Baby Driver. Yep. God, that's such a great movie. I love that movie. Um, this is a movie nobody knows what's it about. Um, the only thing that shows up on synopsis is that it's a young girl who's a passionate uh, fashion designer and it's based in the 1960s. Oh, <laughs> it, during the 60s in Britain, in London, it's, it's the music, the music was really great. Um, but a lot of weird shit's happening and it's involving time travel. As soon as you said the 60s uh-huh. and before you even said time travel, but even more now, mm. David Tennant as the doctor showed up in my head. Oh, really? Yeah. Watch his shows up. He's like the face of 1960s Britpop fucking. Really? Yeah. You know, the music we listen to when we go to the Monty. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, Britpop. Yeah, Britpop music. Uh, yeah, so Last Night Soho is coming out in September. Um, like I said, after Edgar Wright, like, just... Oh, wow. Speaking of doctors, holy shit. Matt Smith is supposed to show up in this movie. Really? Yeah. They don't... And that's the thing. They don't even really have, like, the name of the cast or... I mean, they have, like, here and there, like, pointer, detective, a cafe guest, and stuff like that. And, like, the lead who is... Um, what's her name? Oh, Anya Taylor... Anya Taylor Joy, uh, she's in Split. Oh, she was the girl in Morgan. I like her. I just feel like that movie was a travesty for her. She's also an Emma. Emma. That British fucking movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Cameron saw her in that trailer for Emma. She's like, she looks weird. <laughs> she does look kind of weird. But I think it's a good kind of weird. Mm. So. Last night in Soho, I, I, I can't, I, oh, I'm, I got a calendar. I'm just marking down the X's. Mm-hmm. I'm marking down the days, just counting the days. Whenever Edgar Wright, like I said, whenever he comes out with a new movie, I'm just like, fuck yeah. Even when he, because he does music videos now. Mm-hmm. Um, he did this really great music video with Beck. Um, that's pretty awesome. He did a documentary um, that hasn't came out yet. It's about this, uh, I think it's about this British group from the 80s that still makes music today. Mm-hmm. Whenever Edgar Wright does something, he puts his heart and soul into his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a sense of he's very he's very anal retentive when it comes to like directing, and he knows his shit. And he's always done a great he's always done a great blend of like comedy and drama. Mm-hmm. So this movie and the fact that they're keeping so under wraps, it's just like oh, like tell me more, tell me what it is. When you when you mention Edgar Wright, all I keep thinking about is Ant Man. What could have been? Damn, that's I, till this day that will break my heart. Like, what would an Ant Man, an Edgar Wright Ant Man movie would have been like? Yeah, I mean, I I I know you don't really like those Ant Man movies too much. I enjoyed the first one. They're one okay. Kinda, second one's like kind of all right. I was like, they better do something different with this before. Kind of like them about or even a little bit less than the Thor movies, and they're like the weaker ones of the franchise. Yeah, like uh, that that and like I said about his his directing that. Ant-Man was a passion project of him that unfortunately he didn't get made. He walked away from it. Um, but, you know, he's still making these really, he makes these really fun films, you know, and his soundtracks are always fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Love his soundtrack. So, yeah, Last Night in Soho comes out in September. Whew, cannot wait for that. <laughs> I, I might not even watch the trailer. 
at all. I might just want to go in blind. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll see. Actually, I'll, I'm lying. I'll probably watch that trailer like 50 times. <laughs> like I did for Baby Driver. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anything else you're looking forward to? Um, well, none of them are on my list now because I deleted them. Oh, okay. So I don't remember. Well, no, no honorable mentions or anything like that? No. Nothing you think of? Nothing I can think of. I know there was another one. These two trolls or something are like... Oh, the... Trying to bring their dad back with like a... Pants, right? Or their elves. Yeah, they're... Uh, I think it's called like Onward. Yeah, Onward. Yeah. That seems interesting. I, I think I think we saw a trailer for that and I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Yeah. I might check it out. Um, I, I actually do want to mention this movie. Um, I don't know if it's coming out this year. Um, it is directed by... Um, uh, what's his name? Yorlas, Yorlas Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, he's got a movie coming out. Actually, they just announced it. It might be coming out next year. Uh, called. Oh wow, it's not even on its IMDb page. Okay, so it's not. It's probably not even coming out next year. You know what's coming out that I'm not really caring to see? Hmm. They're coming out with another um, Fantastic Beasts. Did you, third see the, one. did you see the first one? I saw the first one. I was not impressed. And I did not watch the second one. I didn't watch the second one either. I think the first one, I think I took my niece to see it because she likes those Harry Potter. She's read the Harry Potter books. Uh-huh. She was down to watch the, the Fantastic Beasts. I didn't really care for it. Like, at all. Yeah. But Colin Farrell was in it. Colin Farrell was great in that movie. Mm. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. But it was so mad that I don't even remember him in it <laughs> yeah i really don't i'm not uh, i like i didn't see i didn't see the second one i don't really care to f- to finish it like at all um what about morbius did you hear about that one the sony film is that a, f- a sony film that's a that's a spider-man universe movie oh, fuck with, that. Ger- <laughs> with jared leto in it done goodbye is that supposed to be coming out next year yep do not care. I didn't care about the combo character. I don't care about this fucking movie. So one of the ones that was actually on my list was uh, The Last Full Measure. That has Sebastian Stan's in it, right? Yep. See, I, I've, I've seen pictures of it. I don't... I don't. What is it? I, don't I actually have a trailer for it now. Oh, okay. Um, Basically, it surrounds the actions of um, an airman, William H. Pittsburgh Jr., mm. Um, his nickname is Pitts. And they want to award him with the nation's highest military honor for his uh, actions on the battlefield. And it would be 34 years after he died, right? Oh, okay. He died over, I guess, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they want to do this, and of course there's like some things that they have to, they have like to cross all their T's and dot all their I's to make sure that it's a good award right before they give it yeah all this stuff starts coming out about he was there um nothing bad about him like uh, not that i could see from the trailer okay he was there as like a medic or something trying to care for the guys on the ground and even though his company was leaving he's like no i'm gonna stay behind and help these guys that's what i'm here for Mm -hmm. but i think what happened was it was too 
friendly companies thinking each other were enemies. Oh, wow. And they just fucked each other up. So okay. it was like this whole investigation as to like what was really happening there. Oh, okay. Um, and so I was kind of interested in that one. I, li- I like the biopic type stuff. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, Yorgos Lanthimos movie I'm talking about is called Pop Pop 2080. But that doesn't come out until like after. Like they've just barely started pre-production. Mm-hmm. So that's the movie I'm thinking about. I, but if you look on the IMDb page, there's um, there's no date on it whatsoever. So I don't know. Maybe you might push it out by the end of the, by the end of next year. Yeah. So anything else? Nope, not that I can think of. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all the movies we are or the, or the top ten movies we're looking forward to um, in 2020. Uh, I actually really want to do this episode because our, la- our last episode, our Star Wars, kind of ended such on a down note <laughs> that I was just like, yo, we can't end the year on a, like, on a really sad episode. No, we have hope for the new year. Mm-hmm. 2020 is coming. We have so much going on. Like We have so many films to look forward to that yeah, are not absolutely. Star Wars. Absolutely. Well, one more thing before we get off Star Wars. Um, a listener of ours, Ivan, my homie, uh, he he's he stated his opinion about the the latest Star Wars movies. He's not a big fan of them. Um, he actually laughed at the fact that I did not like Rise of Skywalker, and he was forced to go see it. Like I guess he was on a date or something or whatever. He went to go see it, and he sent me a message on Facebook like, "Yo, dude, I'm so sorry, man." <laughs> <laughs> like listen to the episode he's like damn it i'm so sorry that happened to you i'm like it's okay man it's okay <laughs> you know what he sent that to the the real appeal yeah so real I, appeal saw, page. I saw that and yeah. i was like i have no idea what he's apologizing to you for <laughs> yeah that's yeah it was for star wars that's our the real appeal facebook page um but yeah i figured like we kind of we you know we end we end this uh, when we started this podcast in the in this current decade our last episode will end this current decade. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So we're like one of those cool people who are like, yeah, we had an episode like in the 2010s, you know, and we kept going to the <laughs> to the end of the decade, which <laughs> we started, what, in April, I think? May. May. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I think we recorded in April, but. Yeah, because it was our. The first our, episode came out May 1st. Yeah, it was our Avengers episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, we don't know what we're going to be reviewing, uh, next episode. I think we, I think we actually we, have to put together a new spreadsheet for what we think we want to do for at least the next three months. Yeah. we got to map out our, our next few episodes. Um, I remember I said this in last, our Star Wars episode. I think we are going to be doing 1917 cause I think they got a wider release, um, in the beginning of January. I know it got released this year, so that's why we couldn't really put it on 2020, mm-hmm. Uh, but if what you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, the Real Appeal, uh, just to stay up to date on what we're going to reviewing for our next episode. Um, any thoughts you want to say about this year in film? Just excited. That's it. You're excited, but no, I'm talking about 2019. Like any opinions or? Oh, 2019. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we had a lot of good ones. No, No, it was actually pretty good because we got to do the podcast this year. And so Mm. um, we're paying more attention to film than we normally would. Yeah, we're actually like 
being more selective and actually talking about what we really want to talk about. Yeah. So I think it, it, w- it was good for me in that sense because, mm-hmm. you know, I get exposed some, to some old stuff and, you know, like uh, Death Trap. That was my fucking uh, you will favorite not one. Shut up about that. it. Was a, it's a great movie, but you were just. You tell <laughs> I me. work with brokers, okay? They deal in industrial real estate. Uh-huh. Okay. And. We went to, we had a, like a dinner for Christmas after our Christmas party with the company. We off, we all went off and had our own dinner together mm. and we all had a few drinks and I'm just shouting over everybody about this fucking movie. And they're like, and I got them so hyped about it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's a great film, but you were just and like, they don't even watch movies. Uh, they're too a, busy. It's a great film. So the fact that Kelsey just will not stop talking, I think that's the one movie that you would just not stop talking about, mm-hmm. like at all. That's the one movie that despite my brothers and my differences and the films that we like, mm-hmm. I would, I've been like trying to get him to watch that one with me. I think he would really like it. I think so too. I think he'd like it. Um, I'm trying to, trying to think if I share any thoughts about this year in film. Uh, this is the year of like white knuckling film watching, like Parasite and Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that like have stuck with me the most. It's kind of the year of the end too. Yeah, right. Because we, we had the end of the fir- the um, Marvel. Yeah, Endgame. We had Endgame, which is like the end of that chapter, basically in yeah. their stories. Yeah. Um, and then you know, when Iron Man died. Yeah, Iron Man went out. Captain America is no longer Steve Rogers. Um, but then we had the rise of Skywalker was the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of that too. Yeah. So and it's also cool because it's like the end of the movies and then the end of the decade. Yeah, it, it worked out great. Well, for Endgame, not for Rise of Skywalker <laughs> or Game of Thrones for that matter. Uh, so hopefully the new decade will bring in some really good stuff. I mean, from from what we're looking at at our list. It, it's going to start off with some really great shit. Yeah. And we're, I don't think we're going to hit that much of a slump in January like we thought. Yeah. What's coming on January? Like uh, The Gentleman. Yeah. The Gentleman's coming out. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. So, yeah. That's pretty much about it. Um, like I said, follow us on our social media. Email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Uh, our opening and uh, closing uh, tunes is done by Lily Wallen. Uh, you can check out his band at theelectricwest.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. That's it. That's about it. We want to wish you guys a happy new year. and um, Stay safe. Stay safe. Do not drink and drive. If don't, you are. don't get uh, alcohol poisoning. No, not cool. Don't call your ex while you're drunk. Uh, or text your drunk. I mean your text. <laughs> text your drunk. <laughs> Don't text your ex while you're drunk or, okay. you know. Yeah. I, I tried to fix don't text. Don't text your drunk. With don't text your text. Don't text your drunk or don't text your text. Kelsey's word of advice for people on New Year's Eve. It's okay. I'm already drunk, you know, days in advance of. Yeah. Woo. Anyway. Uh, so that's it. We want to bid you guys adieu. Uh, you guys take care. Um no, I'm not going to say it. I think I'm going to stop saying it. You're going to stop saying I'm it? Stop saying it. No, I'm going to say it one more time. For the One more time. And that's it. I'm not going to say it again, I think. We love you. 